Let me, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, welcome you to this Sunday service and to also remind us that in the Christendom, there are a few things we focus and we put a lot of that we focus and then we also look at some other things not very important but then I need to let you know today that everything that happened to Jesus from the time of his birth to the time of his suffering to the time he was crucified to the time he died to the time he resurrected and to the time he ascended all those things are very important but many of us as Christians we lay emphasis mainly maybe on the Easter time but then I'm here to just try to refresh us today on the importance of the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ why is it important that Jesus needed to ascend why did he not just continue to live with us here for the rest of his time until he will now take all of us to heaven? When you look at the portion of the first reading today, and that is Acts of the Apostles, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1. And then you read from the very beginning to the last verse, which is verse 11. But then because of our time, I'm going to read from verse 9. 9 to 11. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, behold, Two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken off from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. When Jesus resurrected, it took another 40 days again to teach the disciples, to teach his disciples about the work of mission, about the need for them to go and preach the gospel, about the need for them to tell others about the good news, the work of salvation that he has completed, so that they will not be the only people that will benefit from the great work of salvation that Jesus did. And exactly 40 days after resurrection he was still talking to them the need for them to be empowered but they did not understand and they were like asking him when are you going to restore the kingdom to israel are you saying what exactly are you saying and he told them it looks as if you don't understand what i'm telling you for that time you don't even have anything to do about it but then you shall receive power after which the holy spirit has come upon you 
Having said this, they were still just going. And all of a sudden, they saw Jesus going up. And he was going up. And he was going up. Until they could no longer see him again. And they were like, what happened? So they were looking up. And so an angel appeared to them. And said to them, don't bother yourself. That same Jesus who has gone up is going to come back again in that same manner. To come and do what? To come and save us again? No. He's going to come as a king. He's going to come as a judge. He's going to come to avert those people who are prepared for him. So today I'm going to touch very briefly on the importance why Jesus Christ needed to ascend to heaven. Number one, which is very clear, is that oftentimes Jesus continued to say it everywhere. I came from the Father, and I must go back to my Father. And so I'm sure that if he had gone privately, many people would have been wondering, but you say you came from your Father. Where did you disappear to? But he chose to go publicly so that they will see that truly he came from the Father and then he returned to the Father. And that is number one importance of this ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. So to those who possibly did not believe him at that time, I'm sure that with that that happened in Acts of the Apostles chapter 1, they will know very truly, truly, that this man came from his father, and then he returned to his father. And that is why the angel told them, do not bother yourself by looking up to heaven. He came from there, and then he has gone back there. He will also come in that same manner. Number two importance, why Jesus needed to ascend. He told them, except I go, the comforter will not come. You need to understand, in the history of mankind, God the Father has his own role, distinctive role. God the Son has his own special role. And God the Holy Spirit has his own special role. The role of the Father is the curator. Even though he called the son, he called, no, it was a Trinitarian work, but then the role of the father was that he, was, he is our curator. The role of Jesus is that he is our savior. He came and he died for us. And having completed that, he needed to allow the Holy Spirit to come so that the Holy Spirit will continue his work by ministering to us, by interpreting the word to us by strengthening us when we are weak, by encouraging us when we are discouraged. And Jesus said, I must go away. Don't be sorrowful that I'm going. If I do not go, the comforter will not come. And so number two reason why Jesus ascended was that the Holy Spirit will come. And then don't forget also that this promise had been given in Joel chapter 2, when you look at it from verse 28 following, it says in that time, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And this promise is fulfilled by the exalted heavenly Lord Jesus. He ascended and then the Holy Spirit came. 
Because you also need to understand that the act of the apostles, chapter 2, beginning from verse 1, they said the disciples and all the 120 believers, they gathered together. Jesus had told them that the comforter will come. And as they were there waiting, the Holy Spirit came, descended on them, empowered them. And they began to speak in tongues. It was strange at that time. But then going forward and forward and forward, and up to now as I'm talking now, the Holy Spirit is working. The Comforter is in action. He's ministering to you even as you are hearing me. He's ministering to me as I'm speaking to you. If Jesus has not gone, it's possible that the Comforter will not still come. And so that is number two reason why Jesus needed to ascend. Number three reason is that Jesus Christ needed to ascend to heaven so that he can also be enthroned as the king. You know, at Jesus' ascension, he is installed as the true king of the world. According to the Apostles' Creed, he ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. Jesus is taken up to heaven in a cloud, as we see in Acts chapter 1, verses 9 to 11. And Stephen declares that he sees the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. These tests suggest that Jesus, as Jesus' ascension fulfills the importance of that prophecy of Daniel. In Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 to 14. I saw in the, in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man. And he came to the ancient of days, and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion, and glory, and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, one that I shall not be destroyed. So Jesus' kingdom cannot be destroyed and will not pass away. According to Revelation chapter 3 and verse 2, Jesus conquered and sat with the Father on his throne, where he receives unending praise. That we see in Revelation chapter 5, verses 6 to 13. Jesus will reign at God's right hand until all enemies are subdued under his feet. You can note Psalm 110 verse 1. Acts of the Apostles chapter 2 verses 34 to 35. And 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 25 and Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 13. Another reason why Jesus ascended is that he needed to return to his father. He needed to return to his father. He has always said I and my father, we are one. And so this time around, he needed to do what? To return to his father. He said, I came from the father, and having come into the world, I'm now leaving the world, and I'm going to my father. John chapter 16, verse 28. Jesus said to Mary, Do not touch me, for I have not yet ascended to the father, but go to my brothers, and say to them, I'm ascending to the Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. 
there has been no sweeter reunion in the history of the world than Jesus' return to his father. Perhaps the closest analogy is a courageous wounded soldier returning to his loved one after a hard-fought victory. Jesus fully accomplished his mission and glorified the Father on earth. And at Jesus' ascension, the Father glorifies the Son in heaven. That we see in John chapter 17, verses 4 to 5. Take heart that Jesus' homecoming to his Father prepares the way for our homecoming to be with Jesus forever. Another reason why Jesus ascended is that he will continue to be our mediator. He will continue to intercede for us before the Father. And as I'm speaking to you now, Jesus is still interceding. Jesus is still begging the Father, don't come yet. More people will still come to the kingdom. More people will still be saved. Let's prolong it a little bit so that those who have not heard the gospel will hear it and more people will come to to the kingdom. So Jesus ascended so that he will go there as our mediator and high priest. Jesus is unique. He's the unique mediator between God and man. We see that in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5. His death and resurrection secure our forgiveness, justification and reconciliation with God. And that we see in Romans chapter 4 verses 25 to Romans chapter 5 verses 1 and 2. And you can also touch Corinthians, that's first, second Corinthians chapter 5 verses 18 to 21. Note also that the exalted Lord Jesus is now in heaven interceding for his people as our true high priest and advocate. That's what he's doing there now. Advocating for us. And then we can see that in Romans chapter 8, verse 34, Hebrews 1, verse 3, Hebrews 7, verse 25, and then we can touch on 1 John chapter 2 and verse 1. Another reason why Jesus ascended, which is, I will consider as one of the most crucial, is what the angels said to the disciples while they were gazing up. That this Jesus will still return. He will come back again. And that is in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, and verse 11. And he said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken off from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Jesus went so that he will return as the king and then the judge. And that is exactly what we are waiting for at this time. We are waiting for his return. But in between the time he's going to come back, we have a lot of work to do as Christians. May I ask us, what is the major work that we are expected to do as Christians? Is to preach the gospel. Is to evangelize. Is to tell others about Jesus. About the accomplished work of salvation that Jesus did on the cross. And say, why will you perish? 
Why will you die when somebody has already died for you? When somebody has already redeemed you? When somebody has already saved you? May I challenge you as I challenge myself? How often do we preach? How often do we tell others about what Christ has done? And that is the only thing, the biggest thing that we can do to make Jesus happy. Having suffered the pain, the agony, the humiliation for our sake that we tell others about Jesus. That Jesus Christ that ascended we also come in like manner. But this time around, it's not going to come as somebody who is advocating. It's not going to come as somebody who is pleading. But it's going to come as the king, and the whole eye will see him. And then it's going to come as the judge. More importantly, Jesus also went to heaven. So that he can prepare a place for us. In John chapter 14, when you begin to look at it from verse 1, he said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe in me. He said, where I'm going, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. He has gone. He has prepared a place for as many people that, are, that have accepted him and those who will still accept him. And so if you are a Christian, you have a place there already. People will still become Christian tomorrow. They have a place there. People who have died as Christians, they have their own places there. And that is the joy that we have. We know that this last week was a very bad week in Texas. We saw what happened. No innocent children, massacred, wasted. But then the good thing is that because they are innocent, they are young ones, they have their own place in heaven. They are in a better place, even though the family mourns and we are mourning about their loss, but they are in a better place now. They are in the harm of the Lord Jesus Christ there, resting from all the toil, from all the labor, from all the pain, from all the agony. And so Jesus has gone up there to prepare a place for us, so that whenever we are done here as a Christian, if you die, I keep on saying, you are only sleeping. And all those who have died in Christ, they shall be woken up again. And then there's going to be a reunion of those that we have lost. We see them again. I'm going to see my father again. I'm going to see my mother. You will see even those people that you have lost as well. And those children that were lost in Tesla, we'll see them again. As long as we remain in God. The challenge that I want to challenge you today, and I want to challenge myself, is that let us constantly remain in the Lord. The road is very rough. Don't let anybody, know, uh, know that anybody deceive you. The Bible says, in the midst of many, uh, many uh, persecutions, we shall get to heaven. So the road is very rough. It's not going to become easier at any point in time. There will be trials, there will be temptations, there will be discouragement, there will be disappointment, there will be pains, there will be a lot of things. But let us remain steadfast because the joy that is before us, the glory that is before us cannot be compared with the present suffering that we go through. And the Bible says, He who endures to the end shall be saved. 
Are you contemplating of going back because of what you are confronted with? I want to encourage you. Don't go back. Forward ever. Backward never. Encourage yourself. Stay put. At the end of the day, we will all make it to where Christ has prepared for us. So Jesus went so that we will have a place in his Father's kingdom. And that is exactly what he has done in our lives. Why don't you just bow your heads at this time and ask for that grace to be steadfast to the end. Jesus has used his life as an atonement for our sins. All we need to do to reciprocate is to accept him and to remain in him. Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.